In this episode, we're going to be talking about projected rising inventory in the real estate market. Let's get into it. So in this first week, we're going to talk about the projected rising inventory that's going to come to the market. Now, we're not going to try and overwhelm people with numbers, but I want to start setting the stage here. There are 83 million homeowners in the United States right now and 5.6 million homes sold in 2020. And home price appreciation for 2020 was up 9%. And during that time, from January to December, and this is critical, interest rates fell from 3.62% to 2.68%. And still, we're projected to sell more homes in 2021. The median price is supposed to rise, and the month's supply of inventory has gone from 3.3 months to less than two-tenths of a month in inventory. So that's what we're dealing with right now. What we're concerned about is the forbearance properties that are going to be coming on the market. And also there's been talk about herd immunization within our country. People right now are not wanting to sell their home because they're concerned about the coronavirus. Well-founded, nobody is denying that that is an issue in our country. The forbearance though, that's the thing we should think about that we're going to have properties coming on the market because eventually the banks are going to say, okay, you need to make your mortgage payments or we're going to have to take the property, you know, into a foreclosure action. Now, here's the interesting thing. Over 42% of America own nothing on their house. So those people won't get hit by the forbearance, but it's the balance, the 58% of the people that, uh, have some type of a mortgage on their property that are in forbearance, they may end up having to sell their property. This time, though, it's going to be a little bit different than it was in 2008, because in 2008, there was no equity in the properties. And you went through this. I went through this in 2008. It was brutal as a real estate agent, okay? Honestly, we used to joke around the industry. We used to say it was easier to get paid if you said, would you like to supersize those fries? Because the hours we put in to try and put a house, to, a short sale together was lengthy. And quite honestly, the banks didn't understand that, how to go about um, getting rid of all the inventory they have. But right now, what we're trying to do is we're trying to share with people as inventory rises, and it will rise because of many things, you should be aware the sooner you can get into that game as far as selling your house, the better off you're going to be. You'll get the most amount of money. So if you're in this forbearance arena, you may want to think about selling the house. Now you've got equity in it. Take the equity out, hold on to it for a little bit, maybe rent for a while till things kind of calm down and then come back into the real estate market. So it's important for buyers and sellers to understand our inventory is going to be rising. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I was looking into this with, you know, what's going to be rising first and it is all about supply and demand. Yep. Um, the biggest demand that people are looking for right now is in a home, they want a home office. The world has completely changed with regards to the way businesses are ran. So we've got a lot of people working from home. We also have a lot of people being teachers and teaching from home. So the number one thing on people's lips is they are looking for a home office or a, an additional bedroom to be used as a home office. They're also looking for big backyards. 
You know, the kids have got to get out. They're being stuck inside on computer screens all day. They're not in school. They're not doing recess and playground work. So they're looking for homes with a big backyard that the kids can get out and get some fresh air. They're also looking for high-speed internet. You know, you, if you think you've got a, a, you know, a family with two kids, you've probably got mom and dad may both be working from home, and then you've got two kids online as well. That's four people doing, you know, Zoom calls and Google Classrooms and stuff. People are looking for high-speed internets. What I found was really interesting, though, is the importance of a proximity to the workplace has decreased. So when you ask people, you know, where where is it you're going to be working, you know, that isn't a factor anymore because again, the world has shifted in the last eighteen, you know, twelve months. That it's a lot of it's virtual. It doesn't matter, and that also leads into stuff we'll talk about later on with like relocation in and out of state. Mm-hmm. But proximity to work has dropped, and people are now forty five percent of uh, home buyers are looking for to live in the suburbs. Forty four percent are actually looking to live rural. You know, they're thinking, um, you know, living on a little bit of acreage, getting chickens, you know, more land, you know, that kind of stuff, living a bit more agriculturally. A little agrarian, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And less than 10% of home buyers are looking to live in an uh, urban community. So there's a big shift of we don't need to be close to work. Um, we don't necessarily need to be close to schools anymore. We want to live and spread ourselves out and get some more, um, get some more land. So that's what's rising first is... Properties with additional bedrooms or home offices, properties with big backyards, properties that are out there a little bit but still have the high-speed internet and the high-speed connectivity. Those are what people are looking for. And those are the homes that you and I have sold that when we've put them on the market, they've gone like that. You know, multiple offers, same day. You know, you had one this weekend where you had, what, six, seven offers on that property within 24, 48 hours. But again, it fell into exactly what we're talking to here, big backyard, four bedrooms, you know, those are the hot properties. So that's what's rising first. The older homes that are closer to the center of town that need some work, smaller bedrooms, not as big a yards, those are those are selling mostly to investors who can use them as rentals, but they're not the hot property that buyers are looking for right now. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. You talk about um, the investors out there and you know, I look at builders as being investors, right? What are they they're doing? They're investing in land, they're building a house, and then they're selling it. So they're a type of investor too. And I've noticed that the builders are pulling back um, on the releasing of lots and house packages. So you would think that that would reduce the um, amount of inventory in the market. Interesting, two days ago, the housing report was 1.5 million homes were started which is less than a year ago, but 1.9 million permits were pulled, which was more than a year ago. So the home builders are gonna come out and they are going to add to the inventory by releasing a little bit more here and a little bit more there and a little bit more here. And you know we're Keller Williams agents, okay? So Gary Keller made a comment that um, in the family reunion convention we had this year that he expects land prices to start increasing because builders are gonna start acquiring the land to build more homes and raise that inventory. So all the signs are pointing right now to a rising inventory. Exactly when it's gonna happen, I don't think anybody really knows, but we do know what's gonna happen. Today they talked about the herd mentality, be, or, um, herd immunity being uh, sometime in April. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll reach that um, 
herd immunity. There was a nice article in the Wall Street Journal about that. When that happens, we expect people to come in and start putting their homes on the market and, and moving out. Right now, though, as a seller, you're optimum. We talked about that person that over the weekend I had their house for sale. Do you know they were able to rent that house back until the end of October? Seven months they were able to stay in their house because the buyer was willing to allow that in order to be the winning bid. Mm -hmm. So right now with inventory at an all-time low would you know, it would make sense to put your house on the market now because once inventory starts coming up, you're not going to be able to get deals like that. And you may not be getting four or five offers and you may be sitting on the market for over 30 days or 45 days. Supply and demand inventory. It's real important that people understand right now is the time to get their house on the market before the inventory rises. Yeah, it's yeah. the optimum time for both buyers and sellers. Yep. You know? Yeah, interesting. And it's, it's, yeah, that's the bizarrest, you know, people ask all the time, well, how's the market doing? You know, and it's, there's no cookie cutter answer. You can't say, you know, well, it's a it's a seller's market, it's a buyer. You know, there's no delineation of like there used to be because it benefits sellers because of lack of inventory, but it's benefiting buyers because of low interest rates. So we're in this bizarre kind of otherworldly event right now in real estate where people can benefit on both sides of the table. Yep. So if you are looking to sell, you can benefit by selling your home and capitalize on buying at the same time with lower interest rates. It's So now is, is the right time. Well, with people selling, you touched on it a little earlier, is with homeowners having equity in their home. You know, some people don't, if, they've, if they were a first time home buyer, and this is potentially looking to sell for the first time, they may not know what equity is. So, Bottom line is equity is the difference from the current market value of your home to what you owe on your home. So if you owe a $100,000 on your home and your home is worth $200,000, there is a $100,000 worth of equity. So um, going off what you said, CoreLogic, the average, uh, from CoreLogic, the average homeowner equity increased by $17,000 last year on average. And the US Home Equity Report says that 30.2% 30, uh, 30 of the 59 million mortgaged homes in the US have 50% equity or more. Okay, so we hear a lot, well, you know, from from uh, people who want to get in knowledge, you know, the market's going to crash, we'll wait for the crash. It, I don't think it personally is because there's a lot of people here with a lot of equity in their home. Yes, we've got the forbearances and we're going to see a little bit of that, but there's no, I don't believe there's going to be a big, you know, bubble pop like there was in 2008 that you rode that wave of. Um, that number, however, doesn't include the 38% of homes that are owned free and clear where nobody has a mortgage on it anyway. They're not making a payment. That is, that's theirs. So, there are a lot of people getting equity in their homes today. Um, what can they do with that equity? If if they have that $100,000 spread, $50,000 spread between what the home is worth to what they owe, what can they do with it? Do they just leave it there? If they want to sell and move, what could they do with that extra money? So I would say that um, if somebody wants to sell their house or their thinking about selling their house and have a great equity position, why not look at the avenue of buying a bigger house, making life more comfortable, having that backyard, having that space you were talking about for home uh, entertaining or homework or home education? 
you, with these interest rates, could take that equity, purchase a new construction home, and probably have the same payment that you're paying right now unless you've recently refied. Mm -hmm. So that's one avenue. Another avenue that we're gonna discuss later is take some of that equity out, purchase one of those investment properties, and then use that money, the profit that you get from the investment property to pay down the mortgage that you have in your own home. Now, wouldn't it be great to add an extra four or $500 a month to your mortgage payment and take your 30-year fix and bring it down to maybe 15? and you're done paying that house in 15 years, or maybe you've been there for, for 15 years, you only have 15 years left, do a seven and a half year mortgage or a seven year mortgage. You know, those are those are popular out there right now with them low interest rates at like one and a half, one and three quarter percent on those seven year rates. Yeah. So people, they should really speak with either the lender or their real estate agent and talk to them about how can I take my equity and put it to work for me. Remember, your house is still appreciating, so you still have the value, the, the aggregate value of your property rising, but you can borrow against that and utilize that to generate a revenue source to then pay that mortgage off. So now you're getting, you're getting like a double spread. The house is rising fast and the amount of money owed on the house is dropping fast. So your equity position starts to grow exponentially. Yeah. So that's what I would say to people. Sit and talk with your real estate agent. And if you don't have one, obviously here at the Tom Trey Krieger team, we can recommend agents, whether you're in Tucson, Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona, or anywhere in the United States, we can help you with agents that understand this, um, this thought process of, I got all this equity. It's just sitting there not doing anything for me. Make your money work for you because we are going into inflationary times. The government is spending money. They're going to be bringing taxes up. Now is the best time for you to think about increasing your wealth through real estate. So that's what I would recommend people do, Matt, with their and equity. If, and if they don't know, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So if they don't know what their position is, you know, if they have a mortgage, they should be able to find out what they owe. You know, if they're if they're mortgaged with a big bank, they can generally go online and look at their mortgage and see what it's called the principal, see what your principal owed is. That data they can find for themselves. The data with regarding how much their home is worth, that's where they could call us. They could call, text, email us, and we'll happily put together a market analysis giving them what today's you know market value of the home is, and then you can really look between the two numbers and see what their equity would be. Now, one thing I would say is a lot of people, when they look at this, well, my home is, you're telling me, Tom, my home's worth 200,000, and the bank says I owe 100,000, so if you sell my home, Tom, I'm gonna make 100,000. Well, that's not quite like that because there's the cost of sale. you know. So that's always something to keep in mind too and why it's important to have a conversation with folks like us so they know exactly what that check would be when they sell their house. Yeah, or if they want to stay in their house because they love their house, but they want to take that debt equity they have, you know, sit down and talk with somebody knowledgeable that understands how they can take your equity and make it work for you. Perfect. Okay. All righty. So great first week talking about the rising inventory. What does it mean for buyers and sellers? Uh, what's rising first? What's equity? What to do with equity? It's been a pretty solid week. Yep, I think so. Well, hey, until next week, guys, stay safe. Thank you so much for tuning into the Nitty Gritty podcast. If you have any questions about buying, selling, investing, or even getting your real estate license, please give us a call or reach out to us. Our info is in the description. Mm -hmm.